0: welcome to houseplant homebody i'm your host holly and i'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing plants you ready thanks for tuning in to the 28th episode on march 2nd 2021 let's talk about the story behind houseplant homebody not only can you listen to the podcast you can find more on houseplant-homebody.com you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest at HouseplantHomeBodyLLC. And go check out the blog posts that are associated with all these podcasts as well. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast and make sure you're commenting, liking, sharing, and subscribing to this podcast, my blog, and social media posts. You can also help support your favorite podcast and blog by joining me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts early access to podcasts and exclusive content. And if you just can't get enough houseplant homebody, don't forget I send a monthly newsletter on the first of every month with also exclusive content and some updates on what happened the previous month. Alright, let's dive in! Hello, everyone. This is just a disclaimer for the very end of this podcast, past where Lindsay and I come back at the end. I would hang on because I do have an announcement. If you are listening to this between March 1st and March 5th of 2021, I have an announcement between then. Now, if it's not in between that week anymore, then maybe you don't need to, but stay tuned for that at the very end. So I am very excited to dive into Houseplant Homebody's background and really the story behind it and my background. And obviously, who better to do it with than my twin sister, Lindsay. So thanks for recording other podcast with me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm so excited. It'll be fun to talk about your background with your listeners, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And I have gotten a few questions about this in the past, so I thought this was good timing. I know I'm always really curious about... The people on all those crazy awesome plant accounts, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or other podcasts or whatnot. So I thought maybe I should actually address all those questions.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good idea because I know a lot of the accounts... I follow I love to learn a little bit about the personal things and all the information about them behind those perfect pictures and content you see on Instagram so did you get to know a few people by
0: just chatting on Instagram too or how'd you do that yeah I think there were a couple people on Instagram that I just follow and I love and I try to comment on their stuff and try to like DM them just to learn a bit about them and kind of support them so it's really fun to do that and I feel like it ends up being a larger support system for me and for them if I end up doing it so I love doing that
1: yeah for sure and I really want to encourage everyone to reach out to Holly I know I'm mm-hmm. her sister but I do it all the time with plant questions to her account so even if it's just to introduce yourself reach out if you have a question about her how she does things or especially a plant related question make sure to send her a DM you can message her through our website through her Facebook page through Instagram like we said however mm-hmm. you want to do that feel free to reach out. She responds to every message to my understanding. So and I, far. Yeah. <laughs> she responds to every message. So she'll get back to you with, with a question or just to learn a little bit about you. So please make sure to do that.
0: Yeah. It literally makes my day people when I get messages from someone because you know, I started just just a few months ago and we'll get into that. Not even a few months ago. It's like well, it's close to a year now but it just feels a few months ago but anyway I just started a little bit ago and just when people are pointing out that they have heard my podcast or they have a quick question and they're asking me from just out of Milwaukee like it's pretty cool so I'm very thankful for everyone that does and I just I love it so thank you
1: I know. I absolutely love when I comment or message someone on Instagram and they respond. I have an account, a podcast that I follow aside from your podcast. And mm-hmm. every time I message them, they respond with like a voice message. And mm-hmm. it's just so nice and special. And it makes you feel like a part of their community and like they really, truly care about you. So it's the best. Yeah.
0: And that's kind of the point why why we all do this, because we want to connect with the people that have a similar interest in a similar topic. And we just want to be able to like, conversate with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. I'm excited to get into it, though. So where should we start? All the way at the very beginning. Let's do it.
1: Okay, so I think the very beginning probably means starting back when you got interested in plants, right? So how did that come about?
0: Yeah, so it's kind of a weird story, I guess. Maybe it started back in high school between my freshman and sophomore year sometime, and I was talking to dad about what I wanted to do someday. It's kind of where it started. (laughs) I know you used to
1: love, even from a young age, Holly always used to be really interested in art. That was something that she was Mm -hmm. really passionate about and really good at. And then over time, that kind of turned into maybe architecture,
0: maybe interior design. So when did the plants come in? Well, I remember dad and I were just talking about it one day in his office. We were actually just talking about what I wanted to do eventually. And I loved the idea of interior design because it was super creative. But I also love the idea of architecture because one, money. Two, it sounds better. And three, it kind of adds that like rough exterior with the combination of like combining something was so pretty and elegant and like soft. And I love that idea of combining the like the creative side of interior design, but like the complexity of architecture and we didn't we were just searching for different jobs online to see what we could come up with because I didn't really know what I wanted to do but both of those weren't really like stuck in my head and he found landscape architecture and that's where it came from <laughs> that's so cool that dad encouraged you
1: to do that and found that online I mm-hmm. guess I knew that a little bit but I didn't mm-hmm. know the full story so once you figured out and found landscape architecture what did you do from there
0: so I think in high school, it was hard to really get into it because if you don't know, Lindsay and I golfed all through high school, like seriously competitively. And then in the summers, we golfed in Illinois tournaments. And then in college, we golfed for a couple years. It was our life. It was for literally our life. It was like a job for yeah. us.
1: Well, we were trying to get scholarships to go to, to college and right. we didn't know How seriously we wanted to play in college so
0: we're trying to figure that out yeah so that was that was a big deal for us and that was a lot of what we were working on so i think the plant side of things and landscape architecture things got pushed to the side in the time of high school because we were more focused on golf and like family and stuff and whatnot so mom and dad lived on a pretty large lot it was about an acre and we had a lot of landscaping and mom and dad had their landscaping professionally done when they built the house so there was a lot already done but dad was always trying to improve the yard and he gave me kind of a little bit of free reign on the yard to try things out so that's kind of where I started but I mean I didn't know anything but he at least let me try things out without knowing and then I think that was the point he wanted me to learn.
1: Yeah no that was great he was always so encouraging with that for sure Mm -hmm. so that was awesome so how did you learn more about plants like you know so much about their latin names and things and all different types Uh, holly can literally identify a plant everywhere we go i love it i I
0: annoy people with it yeah it's amazing (laughs) i'm like I could look at the basics of plants and still not it's, identify it. It's not it. even houseplants. It's I walk past a butch and I'm like, yeah, that's a honeysuckle. And you're like, I don't care. I know. No, but
1: even like I'll see people on Facebook and stuff now, like people I'm not even that close with and they'll be like, can someone help me identify this? And I'm like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> my, I don't got you, but my
0: sister got you. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets annoying. Like you do not want to go to a botanical garden with me. I'll be like, oh, my God, that's a that's a Fort McNear horse chestnut or like, oh, my God, that's a whatever. So I have
1: it, gone to a botanical garden with you and. It's fun.
0: But I learned so much.
1: <laughs> or I you learned just so lose many things it all. that maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, that's a fact I'll
0: keep for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it
1: might yeah. be gone later, but <laughs>
0: Yeah. So it's yeah. not only house plants. I think the reason I, I or the I guess how do I put this? I started learning plants because I thought that was the best way to get into a landscape architecture job. And I really started thinking that when I was in college and honestly I I was that okay. This is funny because between freshman and sophomore year, I really wanted to get this job in Rockford at a place called Village Green. And I called them in like April, I think, maybe even May. And then, like, n- no, duh, I didn't get it because <laughs> their season starts in April. Like, of course, they hire before that. But, but you didn't know. You no, were young.
1: yeah, learning. I yeah. was still
0: very, very new to the industry. So. Yeah. I learned my lesson, though.
1: (laughs) Yes. I did. You did. That is true. Once you learned your lesson by not applying soon enough with Mm -hmm. Village Green, what did you do in the future to make sure you got yourself a job
0: with plants? Well... Obviously, you remember driving past Breezy Hill Nursery. Yes, I do. Yeah. So on the way home and back from college, there's this big, beautiful place called Breezy Hill Nursery. There's this big, giant sign with a waterfall on one side of Highway 50, and the other side of Highway 50 had the actual business with just rows of trees, and I'm like, I'm going to work there. And I started calling the manager in October, and I wasn't planning on working there till the following summer. <laughs> they're probably like, who is this lady? I know. I know. I called, I, her name was Kathy. She was my manager for many years. I love her to death. I'm still friends with her to this day, but I called her in October. I was like, I want to work here next summer. I was like, I would, I would love to work here. I want to work here. And she's like, okay, we'll set up an interview in, she's like, okay, I'll call you back or something like that. I don't remember the exact details, but basically like she'll call us back, like call me back when it gets closer. And I'm like, okay. Well, it wasn't soon enough for me because I called her at least two or three times before she actually gave me an interview.
1: (laughs) That's the way to do it,
0: though. You want a job. I know. Keep them in your – keep you in their mind. Yeah. I was not missing out on this one. So I remember she ended up calling and interviewing. I think it was either – oh, it might have been February. I think it was February I found out I got the job in March. It was definitely cold. Yes. I do remember that for some reason. Mm -hmm. I also remember what I was wearing – I, was wearing, I
1: remember you were
0: wearing a blazer. I was wearing a blazer. Didn't I drive you? Because... No.
1: Did you? No. I feel like I drove you because for some reason, I remember watching you, like, walk up the hill. The hill? A hill. It was... Oh, we were in the office building. For some reason, I feel like I remember driving you, and I do not know why. Really? Yeah. Well, I do not know why. Maybe I didn't. Okay, I'm making that up. It's fine. <laughs> well, we
0: were... I don't know. Well, we only had... We only have one car at that time, so we were sharing. Yeah. So that might have been true. I don't... I... I remember driving, I thought I remember driving to the office building, parking out front of the office building and walking in and I wore my stiletto heels and I mean, it's a freaking landscape company. So they have gravel roads <laughs> and I remember struggling to walk in. <laughs> They're probably like, who is this lady that was? Who is this chicken heels and a blazer? Like, oh my God, we're in sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. So I walked in there with a blazer, I think a pink tank top and some stiletto, like some like actual heels and dress pants. I was like, I'm getting this job. I might not look the part, but I can do it. I'm stylish, so <laughs> I'm stylish. choose me. Right. Yeah, no, I remember the interview. I was basically like, listen, I have no experience, but I can learn fast, and I really want this job.
1: <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it.
0: I know, and I was a bargain, okay? Because I was brand new, and I knew <laughs> I was cheap labor, <laughs> so. Could work the weird hours, and. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted a job there. I didn't care what time I worked, how much I worked for. I just wanted the job, so. That's how I got it. I kept bugging Kathy until she gave me the job. So you worked there, though, for what? Almost six years? Five years? I worked there for almost six. Yeah. So I, st- I started working in, I think it was May of 2014. And then, yeah, I obviously, I just quit in March. Yes, okay so tell
1: us a little bit about what all the jobs you did there and how you yeah. learned and okay there was a lot in between
0: I guess. yeah <laughs> so it, it didn't just go i started now i quit yeah okay <laughs> no so i guess when i started there i obviously didn't know anything like i told them as i did the interview by the way don't do that please sell yourself better than i did <laughs> but i i was a quick learner i i had told them that i worked on my dad's own yard and they of course asked me if i could mow lawn and stuff like that because they're like hmm where else can we put this girl yeah Yeah, a typical landscape company but and i obviously could but still um so when i started working there i just wanted to dive into it and i wanted to work with the plants like that was my main goal the problem is you're brand new there the first thing you're going to learn is cashiering so i mastered that in like a year i mastered trying to talk to customers i mastered everything And over a year, eventually, I was really good at working outside. I was really fast. I worked really fast and really hard. I'd work overtime. I'd work later hours if they wanted me to. I just wanted to be outside learning. And in a year, I learned the majority of the plants there. So that's where it really started. And after about a year and a half, I could design small landscapes in the garden center. So, like, customers, because, like, that's one of the special things about some smaller landscape
1: businesses, like, yeah. family-owned places like that. Like, if I walked into a Steins or something, they don't necessarily, I've asked before, and they don't necessarily do that. But, like, someplace no. like Breezy Hill, you can have someone that works out in the garden center help you design something. Yeah. So,
0: Kathy was a landscape architect for the first, I don't know, She was, she was a landscape architect for, like, 35 years, 40 years or wow. something. That's she had awesome. her degree in it. So like I learned from her, like a really well-known landscape architect, she went into that job not thinking she was going to manage, just design work in the garden center, and she ended up managing. So I learned from her. I also, my coworker, Elisa, had a degree in horticulture, and she did design work at a place called Nature's Nook. I learned from her. I also learned from a lady named Linda that also worked in the garden center, that had a horticulture degree and a lot of experience in her own yard. And I also, my best friend at Breezy, Marianne, she worked there for like 10 years at the time. And she was the sole person who ordered all perennials and annuals. So I learned a ton from her. And then over time, like Pam came in. Um, In the last couple of years, Pam had been a landscape architect and landscape designer for years. Mm. And she had a wealth of knowledge. She had a degree from University of Illinois. So like Breezy was cool because we had so many really experienced people to learn from. But they just throw you in it too. And that's the best way to learn because I, my favorite part of that job was when all of the plants came in and I just tagged all of them because you you tagged them with the price and what their name was and that got you to really understand what the actual plants were yeah you'd learn fast. quickly yeah mm-hmm. that's
1: awesome and it's so cool that you learned from people that had so much knowledge I think that's the stuff that you remember especially even now you know that's how you can identify plants that's how right. you know even landscape plants
0: yeah so Clearly <laughs> Breezy was a landscape company. They weren't known for houseplants at all. So I started learning perennials first because I was Marianne's right-hand man for years. But then if Marianne didn't have perennials coming in, the shrubs and the trees needed tagging. It needed work too. So I always worked with Lisa because Lisa was managing that at the point at that point. So I helped in all aspects and I learned a lot just by tagging plants. But after being there for a couple years and understanding the company and what comes in, what plants are there, I'm good on cashiering. I can answer phones. Kathy started asking me to be able to do small designs for customers because customers come in all the time wanting advice. So that is when I really honed in that knowledge that I gained because then I had to really actually apply it. And like they tell me, okay, I have a west facing thing, but there's this tree in the way like water sits here like what do I put there like I had to apply all of that into landscape plants so that's when I learned it (laughs) so I know
1: that throughout that job so you worked there during the summers in college and then you you worked part-time while we were still in school kind of like I guess like that type of job they kind of lay people off in the winter time right yeah I quit before they did that right yeah but then you would come back in the spring and stuff and start in what April or yeah may. I, as
0: soon as i could i would because hello money and i'm a college student at that point yeah so yeah no i worked in the summer and then i would basically quit kathy would be like okay see you next year and then i would leave around september october because um, school obviously started in september at carthage right um and then i would go back i would start for sure in april but it um it had to be i was full-time in may like because May is like the crazy time for garden centers. So between my sophomore and junior year that's when I started obviously I learned a ton in that first summer and then the next the following summer between my junior and senior year I did even more learning and basically doubled the knowledge that I had.
1: I know some people might be curious or may have even asked you about your educational background and what may yeah. have led you to this. So tell us a little bit about what, what did you study? We both went to Carthage College, if we haven't mentioned that, and Yeah, Kenosha, in Kenosha. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, tell people a little bit about what you studied there and what led you to that. And then you were mm-hmm. considering graduate school at home point. So tell yeah. people about whether or not you pursued that and maybe. Why, why not?
0: Yeah. So, there, it's complicated. So, obviously, we said we went to school for golf. Well, based, that was kind of why we went to a Division three school. We had a few schools in mind, and that was kind of in the forefront because even though you couldn't get money for golf, we still got academic scholarships, and it was just something else to work towards, and, you know, it, we really wanted to do that in college. So, We ended up going to Carthage, one, because of the golf team, and two, because it was beautiful. It was on the lake. Yeah. I still wanted to go to school for landscaping at that point, but none of the Division 3 schools that I were looking at, except for Augustana, offered landscape architecture.
1: I forgot about Augustana. And
0: Lindsay and I were going to college together no matter what. So we kind of had to make a decision together because it just made Mm -hmm. sense. Hello, you could room with each other right away and, you know, you could be with each other and mom and dad felt better about it too.
1: You wouldn't have to worry about a crazy roommate. Right. (laughs) It just made sense. Yeah.
0: So the education side of things like i i always thought i could get away with it and i could learn on my own like i it was never that serious for me don't take my advice people <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah. it worked out for the best though let's be honest yeah. but no i we went to carthage i originally was thinking about possibly doing an art degree and like a geography degree tying the landscape side of things, which is not really landscape, it's like geological formations and stuff like that, which I still absolutely love, by the way. Um, And then art, which ties in the creativity side of the landscaping. And I ended up talking to my advisor, who was Joy Mass at the time and throughout college, and Carthage offered a degree where you could design your own major. So we combined all the classes to create a degree called landscape studies. That's which so is cool. Which I cool can swing I it in so many ways if you ask me, but it has nothing to do with landscaping or landscape design.
1: <laughs> what did you do your thesis on?
0: I, so at the time I thought I was still going to grad school, I did it on native plants mm-hmm. in the southeast.
1: Yeah, that's cool though.
0: Yeah, if you asked me to recite it, I don't know yeah. any of it. <laughs> I remember it. It was
1: yeah. good. It was relative to what you, you did. You didn't wanted- come to it. I did. Yeah, I you was did. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So graduate school then, you didn't go. So tell people what you were looking at and why you didn't go.
0: So a few things factored here too. So I originally wanted to go to grad school because I just thought it was the automatic choice. And mom, dad, you, me, we were all talking about it for years. And then I don't know if you guys on the podcast might not know this, but my and Lindsay's dad passed away in 2014, that July. And my big decision not to go to grad school was because financially... I don't think I could have handled having a full-time job, having an apartment, trying to go to school full-time. and to me, I always wanted to move down south. So I thought the best place to get a landscape architecture degree is when the where the weather is warm and the plants are still up all year round. So I wanted to go to Georgia or Tennessee were my two schools that I actually visited. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I remember. yeah and I I remember. Um, our family friend, (laughs) I'm going to include Tom in this too. Our family friend who was a customer of my dad's, Tom Heitman, I was talking to him on the phone about it one day and I was kind of stressing about whether or not I'd be able to afford going down there. And he's like, did you ever consider just staying a couple more years and seeing how it goes? Because the garden center at Breezy had been an option for me and Kathy had told me about it before I decided to go to grad school and stuff like that. So I was like, No. It's like, oh my God, why didn't I think of that? I think because mentally I was just on the path of landscape architecture and I wasn't backing down, but then all the weight just like dropped once I came up with that decision not to go because then money wasn't as much of an issue because I could just work at Breezy. I would be in school debt, but like not as much as going to grad school. I wouldn't necessarily have to live on my own if I stayed in town. And like, so I just decided not to go to grad school.
1: Would you, looking back on it, do you wish you would have gone? And for anyone listening that is younger and has a passion for plants and might be considering going to graduate school, would you encourage them to still
0: do it? I think if they didn't have a situation like mine and you had a little bit more of a support system behind it, then yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a tough time in our life. Our dad died really abruptly. He was diagnosed with cancer and... May of 2014 and died in July and so it, one it was hard financially right on both of us and just the family in general so that was a tough it was a tough time to have to make a decision a big decision like that
0: right and I think if Tom wouldn't have mentioned it I still would have gone to grad school I don't know how but I would have like I mom and I we bought a car for me to go yeah, to, I to know, school I know like we were ready I was applying but I think I because I was in the situation I was in, it was the best decision I could have made because I was able to stay in town. I was close to you. I was closer to mom. I was closer to my boyfriend, who is now my fiance. Um, I was closer to my friends because I graduated a semester early. So I was still able to stay in the area while they were still in school. So, so. then
1: you continue to work at Breezy full time. And that's how you yeah. tell people then, like, is that how you learn a lot about like how did you continue to gain all this knowledge that you have now by not going
0: to graduate school? So I decided not to go to graduate school. I called Kathy and I'm like I want to be manager when you decide to retire officially and she's like okay let's do this. So I was basically made the assistant manager in the garden center as soon as I made that decision and the owners decided with us. So I just learned from her for like a year and a half almost but my main duties at the garden center weren't necessarily managing at that point it was all design work so I was always in the yard I was almost never cashiering unless I absolutely had to or I was training someone I trained people so I was in the yard 24-7 learning and designing for homeowners I had reoccurring customers that would come in because they knew me they worked with me and that's how I really learned but I was always in apartments so like I could never have landscape plants and that's that's when my love for houseplants came in because I couldn't plant plants anywhere. Yeah. So I had to plant them somewhere where I could. <laughs> Unless
1: for other people. You could do well, it for other right. people. Well, right. Like
0: yeah. I did Mike's landscaping That's su- that first summer too. Yeah. We have a family friend that we've known for yeah. years, Dad's best Dad's best yeah. friend. Mike knew decades. us before we were born. Yes yeah same as mike holland shout out to mike yeah (laughs) you're listening (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'll make him listen yeah (laughs) (laughs) he'll laugh at that don't worry yeah right like we put you in (laughs) we put you in you gotta listen now
1: um so you designed his landscape i know you did some others so you did my father-in-law's landscaping i did that was
0: more recently maybe three years ago now yeah
1: i did rogers three three years ago
0: yeah yeah sure and then i did um i did yours Last, this past yeah, summer?
1: it's true. We actually added two. But Holly helped us add two. We built two beds in our backyard mm-hmm. that were not there. Two planting
0: beds. Yes. It means you rip beds. up Sorry. the grass. And you- not
1: actual physical wooden beds. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go <Going> backyard. <laughs> um, we built two beds and then Holly helped us pick landscape plants. Mm-hmm. We live in Wisconsin as well. So landscape plants that would
0: bloom a different time yeah. survive through the harsh
1: winters yeah, we, yeah. my husband and I had no idea what to put out there so yeah. we needed help
0: yeah and the the tough part is yeah you know your options for your landscape plants but the client might not like anything you tell them like you and Cameron uh
1: yeah so we're <laughs> picky okay I shouldn't say that my husband's not picky but he likes no you m-
0: both are picky
1: okay maybe we are uh, but you know what I'm you want which is fine
0: yeah I just give you all the options and you pick from it yeah
1: yeah. I am, like, one of those people that I like the way things look, like, aesthetically mm-hmm. pleasing, and I like certain colors together, and he likes bright, colorful. Yeah, Thanks. he likes bright, and, colorful. You yeah. like,
0: like, monochromatic colorful. Yeah, right, exactly.
1: Yeah. But we got, we'll put out some really beautiful stuff out there. It's yeah. Turned,
0: let's, it's, let's pray that it survives through the winter. I know, right? Well, today, what is it like? It's, like, zero degrees zero today. Zero degrees today, mm-hmm. but... I, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll be come fine. Back, yeah. You, I planted hardy stuff out there, so yeah, it should be fine. They'll be good, but, for sure. But yeah, I mean, planting people's landscapes, I love doing it. I'll do it for free. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> I, I still, I love it, and I can't wait to have my own house someday with Peter, so that way we can do it. <laughs> I can do all your own landscaping. And you and Peter, Holly and Peter have done projects together. They've built retaining
1: walls, yeah. so you've Peter, done stuff together.
0: Peter's very mathematical. His his degree was <laughs> math in college, and then... um. He now works as a supply planning analyst at Molson Coors, but he's very mathematical and analytical in his mind. So the hardscape side of things, I've got him to do. And then the creative side of things, it's me. So we work really well together as a team. Team H&P. Team what? H&P. That's what we call each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. So we do landscapes too. But yeah, the main reason I got into house plants originally was because I couldn't have landscape plants in my own yard because I didn't have a yard.
1: So once you started realizing that maybe you should have this love for houseplants instead, mm-hmm. what resources did you use? How did you? Because you're pretty much self-taught besides yeah. people that you've learned from at
0: Breezy. So that's it. What? How did? Yeah, but how did you teach yourself? So is there someone listening that yeah. wants to know? Well, I I guess I was lucky because I had Breezy and I had the people at Breezy. Kathy allowed us to take houseplants home at the end of season that didn't sell either for super discounted rate or sometimes free if it was like super late in the season. And we didn't have a functional greenhouse at Breezy, so we couldn't keep them. So I adopted a ton of houseplants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You became
1: a plant parent.
0: But I learned a lot from doing that. So I remember I had a hibiscus tree. I bought a, a a yucca, or I guess a dumb cane is my, and Diffenbachia, basically another form. It was something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. I bought the agave I still have. Oh, the OG. The OG agave <laughs> that we just talked about yeah. in the last podcast. got yeah, yeah, listen
1: to the other podcast. Yeah, you got listen to 27 saying. to
0: know. Um, and then I even experimented with perennial de grass to see if they'd work in in in-house did they no (laughs) because they need they actually need to be in the cold and winter to be able to survive well now you know i know but see i i learned i experimented a ton and i also took over the tropical buying at breezy too so i bought in i took that from marianne who bought all the annuals and the perennials so i took on the tropical buying from her so she kind of departed her wisdom on me of who to buy from and what to buy and what she usually buys and why she buys it So I also did that, but I also took care of all the tropicals in the greenhouse. So every year, not even every year, every month, I probably took something home to try it. And I just learned based on the environments I had what to put it in. The apartment that I was in, I lived actually in the building that I worked because Mm -hmm. they had a really cheap apartment. I ended up moving out on my own and they had a really cheap apartment connected to the office building that I lived at. And they didn't have a lot of light in that apartment. So there wasn't a ton I could do. But the moment Peter moved back, he went, he did a semester in Minnesota. The moment he moved back, we moved to a different apartment in Union Grove, Wisconsin. (laughs) Um, And that apartment had a ton more light. And little by little, I just started taking plants home and buying more and more plants. And And that apartment had a lot of light in it. Yeah, a lot of space for plants too. The unfortunate thing is, it didn't have any south or west facing windows, so they were all either no, it was all north and east windows.
1: Yeah, you're right. They it was were all like on that side. Yeah.
0: So i I experimented a lot with plants I shouldn't have. So plants that usually need bright direct light, I put them in like an east window. See how they do? And they didn't do well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or
0: like you know, I lost a lot of plants in that apartment, but I learned from them, and then eventually. Peter and I moved into my mother-in-law's house in Milwaukee and she had some really cool house plants. I love her house Um, but she has Southwest Northeast facing windows and she has really big windows in her Southeast and West facing windows. So
1: she's got like, what has she had one, a poinsettia that she gets to rebloom like every year, yeah. like she's got giant. She's kept she's a, a poinsettia forever.
0: alive for freaking years. <laughs> and it's actually currently, I know it's Going to be March when this gets released, but it's actually February sixth at the moment that we're recording this, and it's starting to turn red now. Oh my god! It's starting to bloom at the tips, and she wow. has she bought a Norfolk pine that was only like maybe six inches tall. It's now four feet tall, <laughs> and she has a dracaena that is in the pot. It's seven feet tall and about four feet wide. It's, What's her secret? Does she, she say? waters when she remembers? <laughs> all she does
1: it was all that easy it but for her it is yeah she's great yeah Yeah,
0: she's great she also has an amaryllis that blooms every year she's kept oh um she's very sentimental so she has like um she bought petunias and begonias from not begonias geraniums from peter's school plant sale that she's kept for years and she has it growing in the house and when it blooms in the summer she moves it outside
1: that's so cute. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I don't, You're
1: adorable. I know.
0: I don't know how she does it, but she does. So I learned from her Aww. to just, you know, plants can live on their own. You just got to give them the space to do it.
1: Yeah, that's cool. But
0: point being, there's so many windows there that I could just take on whatever plant I wanted and work with it. And honestly, this past 2020, I've probably, of my 100 and probably now 60 plants that I have, it's got to be close to 100 of them I got in just 2020. Oh,
1: my God. Oh
0: my god. That's pretty sad. Peter's probably like we live in a jungle. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mary makes fun of me too. It's fine. I've accepted it. Mary is always like more room for houseplants. More uh, for Christmas it was more room for the Christmas tree and the houseplants. That's like awesome. I had to move everything around. That's so awesome.
1: When you buy a house you're going to have to have a greenhouse or you're going to have to build one because
0: Oh yeah. You need the room. I mean, I, for sure, it's either going to have to be like a three seasons room that's going to have to be completely insulated, new windows, or uh-huh. we're going to have to build a greenhouse.
1: For sure. Because
0: eventually when Peter and I have kids, like I, my kids can't get to these plants, yes. but I'm not giving them up either. For sure. <laughs> I love you kids, but
1: mm, my, plant, no. my 160 no. plus plants, they're my Mm-mm. babies too. <laughs> okay. So for someone that might be listening that may want to know, what are the best resources you that you know of for house plants where should they look i know there's stuff information in your blogs but do you yep. have any good books websites information that people should go to and where do you start because i think for me just like even listening to your podcast or seeing house plants at steins or wherever i go it's like overwhelming The amount of Mm -hmm. houseplants that there are and like each one needs something completely different. Mm -hmm. So how do you learn about each of them and what are the best resources for that?
0: So the best way I've ever learned anything is through experience. And some people can't afford to buy 150 plants just to experience with and don't have the time like we just talked about in the last podcast. So the next best thing is just researching the crap out of it online. So don't just rely on one source. Go look at five because all of them will say something slightly different. And you might learn something better from one than the other. So if you type in snake plant care, you might come up with the top five websites, which usually they're the most reliable, but look down a little farther. See what else is down there. And just look through those. I mostly use books when I'm double checking my info. So there's a book called The Complete Houseplant Survival Manual. It's a little old, so like reclassifications and stuff like that aren't updated, but the information's still the same. So I love that book. It's by Barbara Pleasant. I got I think you might have gotten it for me on Amazon.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think so. Probably.
0: Yeah. And then I think every time I've gotten a book, I've either ordered it or you ordered it for me for Christmas or something. But if you just go on to Amazon, you look up houseplant books um, or even I have a podcast on my resources. It lists a bunch of books that I've used. Or even my most recent blogs, I know I usually link the books that I talk about and sometimes I quote them for fertilizing and stuff like that because everyone says something different for that. So, the most recent one I absolutely love. It doesn't contain every variety out there, but it gives you a gist on most of them. It's called the Plantopedia. It's basically like a plant encyclopedia. It's updated in 2020 it's beautiful the book is so beautiful just like the outside oh, of it it's the images gorgeous. inside the wording <laughs> yes guys if you're gonna buy a book buy that it it's wasn't cheap
1: pretty, it's like one of those table books you know oh like one of those books. it you will be my table book
0: table. i might yes. buy one just for my table yeah. and then for my use <laughs> right oh my god one of so the best true. books i have so far honestly also a book that mom got me uh this past christmas doctor houseplant actually has a really good information in it but I know books are so old school, but there's a reason they got published. Their information is correct. They know what they're talking about. So I would first, if you're wanting to do quick information, go online, research it, but check a few websites. If you're committed to it, buy some books. And every time you're curious about a plant, go in the back of the book Look for snake plant. If it's not in snake plant, make sure you know the Latin name. It's either Dracaena. You can find it under Dracaena or sometimes it's Sansevieria. And look for those names and eventually you'll find it and flip to that page and just read about it. So that's what I would recommend.
1: Okay, that's great and really helpful information, especially for beginner houseplant people like me who really know nothing other than water it every once in a while and yes. that's about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I also do have to say, though, if you have a reliable plant shop, sometimes or most of the time the people there really know what they're talking about so don't call them every day with every problem you have because just based on experience like yeah we want to help you but at the same time like you can google it of like why does my plant look like this there's an answer out there so like if you're wanting recommendations people at plant shops and garden centers are sometimes your best options the big stores like stein's home depot lowe's and like don't trust anyone from there mm. steins might have a couple random people that do the ordering that might know what they're talking about milliger's Mil- is another one milliger's is another one in racine and start event that might help too but like home depot lowe's you're never going to get help there or at least good help
1: Oh, a lot of times there's seasonal help too. Not to say any of you that work at Stein's or Home Depot or anything like Oh no. I think there are that
0: horticulturists that work at Steins, yeah, but I you gotta too. find the right Steins. Yes, you got,
1: there are I've found a couple people at Steins. I know there's one woman there that specifically that I know to ask. She's probably she the knows, buyer. Yeah. Yeah. She always knows. But mm-hmm. other than that, sometimes it's like seasonal people. You know, they wear yeah. it like seasonally. So Right. Breezy was the same way.
0: Just if you're asking a cashier, I guarantee they don't know the answer. So go find someone working in the plants if right. you have a question. Right. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Or the or sometimes cashiers will give the wrong answers because they don't want to say they don't know. Anyways, but that's I plant shops is another really good resource to go into first too. For sure.
1: All right. I think we've covered your background and how you got started mm-hmm. with plants. But let's talk a little bit about houseplant homebody. How did Mm -hmm. that all start?
0: So, as I said way back in the beginning of this, I quit Breezy back in March, I think the middle of March. I had been debating it for a little bit. I really loved working with the plants, but I really wanted to expand my knowledge of business more than plants at that point, because I can learn plants at any point, but like the business side of things, I wasn't getting what I wanted from Breezy anymore. Just because they didn't have the technology and they weren't advancing the way I wanted to learn. So I wanted to try to work for a company that already had it figured out. And I actually got a job at Kohl's Corporate in Menominee Falls to learn more of the business side of things and just see how they work. But I really wanted to keep learning plants. And without working at Breezy, I was worried I wouldn't be able to do that. So I had been debating on starting a podcast for a very long time. But about a month into my job, I got furloughed because of COVID. And I just said, Okay, perfect timing. I'm gonna start it now. So while I was furloughed and even before I was furloughed, when I first started my job, I was doing a lot of research on it, but having no job gave me all the time in the world to actually get it done and like start it and do everything I needed to. So that was that was when I started and why I did.
1: A blessing and a curse, I guess, all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. For sure.
0: So tell everyone
1: how you got started, what you started with and mm-hmm how you built the business back in this is back in what March of 2020 mm-hmm. right so yeah. tell people about that
0: so back in March I basically only knew I wanted to start a podcast but I was like well I need equipment how do I get a podcast online do I have to upload it onto these random sites like what am I doing and I actually found this Australian girl and I don't remember her name I really probably should have looked that up but this Australian girl I found just flipping through my personal Instagram page and I was like, okay, she's talking about podcasting and how to get there and like what you need to do. And of course, all of these influencers have these courses that you can purchase to use. And I purchased hers, which maybe it was a waste of money, but there were some encouraging things in it that I wouldn't have done without it. <laughs> so in her thing, it said, okay, you're starting this. What are you doing? You need to pick something specific. Great. You have that now start social media and tell people when it's going to be available and then you're like oh crap it's going to be available (laughs) this is scary for a second you're like i'm creating a podcast what am i doing yeah i don't know what i'm doing because her whole point was basically if you don't say it's going to start you're never going to start it yeah it's true so commit to it right so i committed to it i had a plan of what i was doing I had scripts written. I had it all ready. I thought I was going to do a YouTube channel with videos, and I thought I was going to do a podcast. Those were going to be my things. Um, podcasts worked out well. I started that, and I think my first release date was in May, but I started the social media like a week prior, and I probably only had like 50 followers at that time. Um, maybe even that. Not 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 even that, because I don't maybe have- Maybe like
1: 30 or 40. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't have that many personal friends on Facebook that I invited, so- Anyway, but I started releasing podcasts and then I was trying to do YouTube videos and I realized how freaking hard it is. And I yeah. backed out of that mm-hmm. about like two weeks into it. It's time consuming too. Yeah. It's hard. Plus I, ha- yeah. I, was, I know I was furloughed, but I ended up getting my job back at Cole's like a month later. So I had a full time job. Lindsay and I work on the nonprofit that we right. have. Yeah. And then I was trying to do the podcast and then I'm going to do a YouTube channel. I was like, oh.
1: No, but not to say you won't do it in the future. Right, just right now, that's a lot with a full time job and our right. nonprofit, and I would like to Holly's do it also, someday. You're oh. also getting married.
0: So. Oh, right, planning a wedding. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. Yes, so that's basically how it started. So once you had it
1: started, how did you know what kind of content and plants, plant bios, and
0: things would resonate with people? So I had been in. Kind of the houseplant community on my personal page and at the time i had an etsy account called hjm studios which doesn't exist anymore but i had that account that also was part of like art and plant community and i kind of knew obviously from my own experience at breezy and through all those accounts like what plants were popular and i already had a lot of plants that i have dealt with in the greenhouses at breezy and in my own house so i started doing plants that i knew were popular and people wanted to listen to, but I also still have a passion for landscape plants. So I ended up doing like every fourth episode was a landscape plant when I first started. So that's how I kind of decided on what to do. And I knew I wanted to do short podcasts because You're not going to listen to me talk about a philodendron for an hour. That's not going to happen. Someone wants to know what to do with the plant in every step of the way. And that's what I wanted to provide. I wanted to provide like short, quick responses to all the possible questions about, okay, watering, sunlight, fertilization. If I want to propagate it because I'm a little more advanced, what do I do here? And then all the random facts, like I like to include where it's originated from, what it will look like, that kind of thing.
1: So down the line, you added the blog and -hmm. you added a lot more of the social media. You've got doing stories and Mm -hmm. videos and things. So tell people kind of how you evolved from just having those beginner podcast episodes to now having close to 450 followers. And you've got like over 9,000 downloads now and people are listening. So how did you get there in just a little under a year?
0: Well, actually, you helped me out a lot with it because if you don't know, Lindsay has her undergraduate and master's in marketing. So I immediately went to her for advice because I knew she'd be able to help me out with what I needed help with. And I remember messaging you about it. And I thought maybe I would have attached it to the HGM studios, but then we decided just to totally keep it separate. And then we were trying to think of names and I had a list of like Plant descriptors i had a list of like just random stuff and then you came up with houseplant homebody because if no one knows me i am a <laughs> major homebody yeah i was thinking
1: to myself she loves houseplants and what else does she love she just loves being at <laughs> home <laughs> that sounds really bad but it's you true. just do she just she's she's a homebody she loves to be at home be cozy in her pajamas mm-hmm. cuddled up with bruno
0: yeah and that's when my like Slogan came in perfectly because yeah. nobody knows their plants like a homebody. Yes, am yes. home with them all the time. It's so true. It's so, so true. It, it worked just, out really well.
1: It just fell into place.
0: Yeah, and I, every time I did a website, like because I started my own website, I found Podbean is what I used to upload the podcasts, and I've used a website creator called Wix before, and I'm really familiar with it. And I know it might not be the best option out there, but I absolutely love it personally. Mm. So I knew I wanted to do it on that, but anytime I had a design question, I, I kind of have a good instinct for that from the creative side of me, but practicality is not necessarily my strong point. So that's when I would send it to Lindsay and ask <laughs> her like her opinion of it. So yeah, you've helped me a lot with it. Yeah.
1: We work together pretty closely, almost probably daily yeah. with content.
0: Yeah. You send me stuff. I send you yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, we, we compare notes to try to get the best content for everyone out there and if I have a lot of times if you didn't know this either Lindsay in college was editor in chief of the newspaper too so Writing is not my strong suit and words are not my strong suit. You might have picked that up in the other podcast. <laughs> but every blog is edited by Lindsay. Every newsletter is edited by Lindsay. Maybe we shouldn't say that if there are grammatical errors. I'm like, whoops. No, but usually there's not after you edit it. But there's like a million when I send it to yeah. you. <laughs> That's not true. It's not a million. It's just it's a different perspective. And yeah. it's someone with that background and that like mindset that helps me out through yeah. all of that
1: for sure, for so. sure. I know nothing about plants, really. I mean, I learned by editing all the things from you, but I try to help with marketing and help with content and things that might resonate with people. Help come up with posts or help come up with stories and mm-hmm. help with your newsletter. Yeah, Just those types of things. That's something that I went to school for and I'm passionate about and. Now that I'm a stay-at-home mom and I only work part-time, I don't use... I use my marketing degree for my part-time job, but I don't use it as much as I would have in a full-time position. So it's kind of fun to be able to use it.
0: Yeah, get creative with, with hu- it.
1: Yeah, use it with Houseplant Homebody.
0: Yeah, and I really, really appreciate it because I wouldn't know what to do with it. And if I didn't have you helping me, I don't know what I would do. Aw, I'm happy to help. Yeah. love you. I love you. Am I going to cry now? No, we're not. Okay. okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, now that we've kind of talked about how you got started mm-hmm. back in the day, how you built houseplant Homebody yes. what's the long term vision? What do
0: you see yourself doing in two years? Five? Ten? Twenty? I have an end goal and I have plans. I don't know how long they're gonna take. I have an assumption, but it all boils boils down to money in the end, but or where I am in life kind of and I don't know what's gonna be happening then, but I want to obviously continue doing this podcast and blog eventually i i cut it back from a podcast once a week to every two weeks just because of the full-time job and the wedding and everything it was a lot and i i ended up losing a lot of quality time with peter and i couldn't see you and, and my niece very often so that's why i cut it back but eventually i'd like to go back to once a week I would like to try to consistently post blogs besides the plant bios just just in the next few couple years maybe I think I'll be working towards that I would eventually like to put the podcast maybe on YouTube maybe it's not videos but at least it's the podcast so people could find me there and then my ultimate ultimate end goal is to own a brick and mortar store called Houseplant Homebody that's based off the podcast and blog that has a plant shop boutique shopping kind of experience with a coffee shop smack dab in the middle of the greenhouse. That's my dream. I might live there. It's fine. I know. (laughs) I, I have this envision of seats being in the middle of the greenhouse and people having their coffee in the warm greenhouse in the middle of winter. Like, that just sounds beautiful sounds heavenly that's for sure yeah so that's (laughs) that's my end goal but for now I really want to keep creating content and just learning from other people and as I always say I don't claim to be an expert I'm just on my way there (laughs) and I would like to get there eventually for sure and as you said earlier a lot of you
1: know the ways that you can get there are for support from other people Mm -hmm. so I'm sure that you're thankful for Your Patreon members, and if anyone wants to help support you, kind of, like, make that dream a reality. If you guys like the podcast, you like the blog, you like the information you put out, consider helping through Patreon. Mm -hmm. That's how a lot of these people, like Holly, build their businesses from the ground up with support from people like you. So, right. Maybe tell people how they can do that,
0: yeah. So, I talk about it briefly in the social media in the beginning and the end of this, but I do have a Patreon account, and it's mostly set up for artists and podcast hosts and stuff like that to gain financial balance in their life and really help them with the everyday struggles of having a podcast and a blog. Because you know, you have to pay for a website to get your URL, you have to pay. If like for me, I had pod bean, you have to pay for that. You have to pay for equipment. Like we have obviously two mics and like all of that stuff. So that's an expense that happens for me year to year. But I'm also trying to save money to eventually have that brick and mortar and to try to give you the best content to be able to, you know, experiment with plants, experiment with tools. So all of that money goes right back into the business just to advance houseplant homebody and what I can offer. Yeah, it sounds great. So I think that was a lot about me and how's my homebody and Lindsay in the background. So I hope everyone learned a lot about me. And if you guys have any questions or you're even more curious, I am. Let me tell you, an open book. All my friends will tell you this. <laughs> I basically share whatever. So <laughs> Sometimes you, she overshares. Okay, It's yeah, fine. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> um, if, so if you have any questions, just let me know. But I really want to thank Lindsay for coming on the podcast again. Yay. Thanks so for having me. It yeah, was lots of fun. It was lots of fun. So hopefully you had fun doing it. I and did. And you will do it again someday with me. For sure. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Lindsay. And thanks to everyone listening to this podcast today and learning a little bit more about Houseplay Homebody. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to episode 28 of Houseplant Homebody, all about the story behind Houseplant Homebody, featuring my twin sister, Lindsay. Don't forget to check out the blog post that corresponds with this podcast. If you go to houseplant-homebody.com and go to the blog tab, you'll find it there. Also, there are links to Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Houseplant Homebody LLC on my website. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast and make sure you're doing all of the commenting, liking, sharing, and subscribing to the podcast, my blog, and social media posts. I love to hear from all of you and what you've learned through your own experience or through this podcast. And you can also help support your favorite podcast and blog by joining me on Patreon for early access to podcasts, exclusive content, and exclusive podcasts so your support means everything to me and i am very excited to keep bringing you plant bios and information and don't forget to check back every other tuesday for more podcasts and corresponding blog posts from one houseplant homebody to another see you next time hey guys you didn't lose us yet
1: (laughs) we're still here
0: still unzi and i um i just wanted to wish my sister happy birthday happy birthday to you oh my God. <laughs> on march 4th we turned 27 27 we're getting 27 getting old you know i already thought i was 27
1: yeah no and then i did the i math, know and I'm she like, actually asked me i got a video last week she actually asked me, are we 26 or are we 27 I, I think
0: I, I did the math i calculated you did on the video yeah okay.
1: yeah no she did
0: anyways Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. So this episode was released in honor of our birthday since it's going to be released on the 2nd. Our birthday is on the 4th. So, so fun. Yay. So I just wanted to stop on here and one wish Lindsay happy birthday and say goodbye to you all again. So, bye bye Bye. Hey guys, it's me again. If you remember from the beginning, I said to hang on until right now because I do have an announcement to make. Because it is mine and my sister's birthday weekend, I have decided to do a giveaway. Not only am I doing one giveaway, I am doing a second giveaway because I am really, really close, if not by the time this comes out, at 500 followers on Instagram, which is very exciting for me and I'm very happy and thankful for all of your support. But because of that, I will be doing two giveaways. So what do you have to do to put your name in for these? There are two steps and a bonus step. One, make sure you're following Houseplant Homebody. It can be on Instagram or Facebook, either one. And two, comment and tag a friend. And you will get the bonus entry if you share this giveaway post that I will be posting on March 1st, 2021, on your story. If you share it on your story, but make sure you tag at Houseplant Homebody LLC. Otherwise, I won't see it and I won't know that you shared it. So, one, follow Houseplant Homebody on Facebook or Instagram. Two, comment and tag a friend. Three, for an extra entry, share it on your story and tag Houseplant Homebody LLC. This giveaway will be running Monday, March 1st through Friday, March 5th, 2021. And on Friday the 5th, I will be choosing two winners for each of the giveaways. So, want to hear what the actual giveaway is? (laughs) It is going to be a Houseplant Homebody logo t-shirt, a Houseplant Homebody sticker, and an Audrey Ficus that's in about a three-inch pot. So you will be commenting and sharing the post that will have a picture of the Audrey Ficus that I will be posting on March 1st. Keep in mind, I do post every day during the week, so you might listen to this podcast later on in the week. So make sure you're sharing and commenting on that Audrey Ficus post, which is the giveaway post. Sounds good? Okay, well, good luck with the giveaway and thanks for hanging on till the end. Bye.